Welcome to another episode of The Tribe Talks, your weekly dose of time with my dope, amazing, phenomenal, lit-ass tribe. I'm your host, Amma B, a.k.a. Queen Mother of the Tribe. And as I do every week, I'm bringing you a new tribe talent. Ladies, have you ever found a hairstyle you've seen and fallen in love with and want to rock but don't know where to start? Well, NatPak is here to save the day. It's your natural hairstyle kit, curated by professional and self-taught natural hairstylists. NatPak is your one-stop shop for all things you'll need to execute that cute and stylish natural juke. From shampoo to that wide-tooth comb and other necessary elements delivered directly to your door, complete with step-by-step instructions and online tutorials. Created by fellow cub wife, mother, and all-around badass queen, Kim Brown, who saw a need in this natural hair care world, and like the amazing Black woman she is, said, I'ma do it myself, and birthed the idea of the Nat Pack. Follow them and support on Facebook and Instagram at Nat Pack LLC. That's N-A-P-P-A-C-K-L-L-C. Now, today's topic is near and dear, not only to my heart, but to my head. And I'm so excited to be able to talk about this with my guest today. I met my guest many, many moons ago in our college days on a little blog website called Zanga. We were witty, insightful, and so young and naive, it hurt. But we and a small group of friends bonded on there and have remained connected through it all. These two ladies are truly among some of the most amazing and real ones I know. Tiana is a Brooklyn Afro-Latina living in Colorado, now in Florida. She's a lover and connoisseur of ratchetry of the highest, highest pedigree. She's also a wife, mother, and giver of real talk. Rayma is a Jamaican by blood and New Yorker by heart. She's a powerhouse and provoker of belly laughs and deep thoughts. She's also an amazing mental health advocate, mother, and player of no shit. So I am really excited um, about this because Tiana had actually brought or shared a video with myself and Rayma that is what is sparking this conversation. And it's basically talking about our relationship with our hair as Black women. So the conversation that started again when Tiana shared a video from Refinery29 that shared a few women's conversation and their thoughts about texturism. And just for y'all who don't know from the article that Refinery29 29 shared texturism fosters the idea that certain types of natural hair patterns are more desirable or beautiful than others so i think that in our community it kind of shared that those who have like the looser uh wavier longer hair or or curl types are the ones that are seen as more desirable whereas those of us who have the kinkier tighter hair kind of like the frozen stuff are not seen as desirable or our hair seen as more difficult so to start off the conversation the first part of the video the first question they ask is when basically when did you get your first perm so I want to ask you ladies when did y'all get your first perm (laughs) and have you maintained it yes or no and then give me the reason why you have or you haven't (laughs) It's a journey, y'all. Okay, so I will go first. Mm -hmm. So my first relaxer was January 1995. I don't know why I remember that date. That's crazy. The date all lot. It was just for me, just for me, right? And um, my hair, my hair was very thick and it would break combs and my scalp, my head was tender, as we West Indians say. And so my mother was very frustrated. And she took me to the hairdresser and I got a relaxer. And I remember walking down the street and I felt like a big woman because <laughs> my hair was down my back. Yo, I was I was lit, yo. So, so that was the very beginning. But no one had a conversation with me about how to take care of my hair. So Mm. I was in, this is in Jamaica, by the way. So I was in uh, like sixth grade and every morning I would get up and I would comb the front of my hair and the back of my hair Mm. and put it in a ponytail and not comb the middle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so um, I was told that my hair was damaged and they cut it all off. And it was the worst haircut of my life. And it it was like 
Oh. It was a mixture of a shitty haircut, excuse my language, and puberty, which meant that I like my face at the time was like, you know, when you're growing into your face, that's how I look. Plus yeah. acne. So, yeah. you know, like, I was no oh. longer lit. <laughs> oh I, I, I still have pictures. I actually have the pictures in my album. Like, I looked terrible. And, oh my god it was funny because almost every hairdresser after that was like she didn't have to cut your hair and it was like bitch for real <laughs> anyway um i could have still been litty with my hair flowing down word and then and and the thing is that like because my hair was so thick i just like my hair just never looked good like i would come to school on a monday and my friends would be like when y'all gonna perm your hair and i'm like dude I relaxed my hair this weekend. Exactly. And it's like, oh my God. Anyway, let me try and fast forward a little bit. um, Now I'm in college and my hair still is a struggle, but, you know, um, and so I'm away from home, but I'm only like 40 minutes from home. I went to the University of Connecticut and my parents still lived in Hartford and mm-hmm. so they were not about that life of taking me home to get my hair treated every two weeks. Oh, wow. So okay. I started braiding it and then I braided it and um, like I grew out the perm. And then I remember walking around campus with a huge afro. Um, oh, and- so jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> had this conversation we'll get to this we'll get to it yes and so um and then in 2005 I started locking my hair and I locked my hair from 2005 through 2016 and so I've Mm -hmm. had the experience again of my hair down my back but I'm much Mm -hmm. longer and you know it was cool and then in 2016 my whole life changed I broke up with my fiance. I started grad school and I cut my hair off. That big chop. The, that, that, was, that was my real big chop. Like I was never about that big chop life. I was actually, to be honest, I was one of those people that valued long hair and I could never understand why people with long, quote unquote, beautiful hair would cut it off. Me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and but I kept that to myself because I know like that's a problematic way of thinking. Um, but it was very liberating, and now my hair is so short, and I am team wash and go in five minutes. <laughs> that's my life right now, so that's me. Right. Okay. Now, Tiana, what what was your first perm? I don't know if you have the date and time. Like that, <laughs> I but, do not. Um, <laughs> I just remember that um, I think I was 14 and my mama's friend Gemma did my hair. Gemma was from, I want to say Jamaica. Uh, it was mm-hmm. it was not a just for me <laughs> So I do know that I got a perm much later than most of my friends. Most of my friends had gotten theirs probably around when Raymond did, when they were about sixth grade. And I begged and begged and begged and begged my mother for a perm. She would not let me get one until I was 14. And she was like, well, I'm not doing your hair and you're not doing your hair. So we may as well, I'll let you relax it. So um, I also had hair down my, well, my hair, I think at that time was probably almost waist length, which is ridiculous. And it took two jars of perm. Wow. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Need the industrial yeah. shit. So, yeah, um, she used, she used, I don't think it was just for me, but she used like a mild one. She told me that I didn't have the hair texture to be using the regular one. Um, Gemma mm-hmm. was very straightforward with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I know I did. it did take a long time and it did take two jars. And I was like, am I doing the right thing? I don't know. But, you know, it, mm-hmm. it was fine. It came out and I had a lot of hair and um, I wasn't used to having that much hair like so much length I should say it was a right. lot so right. just maintaining that mm-hmm. was a lot like having waist right. length relaxed hair was very whew. I went to school mm-hmm. the next day and people were like oh my god your hair is so long it looks like a weave blah blah blah, blah. so 
you know, like I have never been one of those people. I guess because I've always had long hair, I didn't care about it. So I think right. after about six months or so, I was in maybe ninth grade, I think. Um, I cut it off. I got a chin length bob. <gasps> uh-huh. You would have thought like somebody died when I went to school the next day. They lost it. You were like, oh my god! Like they were like. Well, I remember one of my friends actually like cried, and I was like. <laughs> what she did she did that she like actually cried and I was like it's just here to grow back you know cause that's that's how I've always been like I've always had long hair right so when did you decide like to stop the perm like was it something that a decision that you made did your parents make the decision that you weren't gonna perm your hair anymore like I would go religiously every six weeks to get my uh, hair retouched. Then I got to college and um, I didn't have time to do that. I went to school in the University of Hartford. I was also in Hartford. Um, I don't know, Raymond, mm-hmm. if you remember that Hartford hair, but woo, what a time. <laughs> <laughs> that rat with the curls in the middle. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a real Hartford thing. Like they didn't just. Uh, like wrap your hair and let you go they would like put these curls like these hard crunchy curls in the middle i don't know what that was about but anyway oh um, my god i have to find the picture of it <laughs> <laughs> not of me but of it <laughs> no 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 we need the one of you any. i want one of you i'm posting that shit on instagram but um so in college i guess i realized i didn't have to relax my hair as frequently as every six weeks okay. so I would go longer um, eight to twelve weeks and I would just go okay. and get the roots blown out um, okay. but it wasn't until I left school that I actually stopped relaxing my hair I stopped relaxing my hair probably in 2008 um, because I had lost my job and um, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford the upkeep anymore like even just going to the Dominicans yeah. was a lot so I cut my hair um, that was my first shortcut, and I really liked it, but um, I wanted to get the perm out, so I did a big chop. So I chopped all my hair off. It was still straight because she had pressed it. So um, so it was like, you know, a short little fly cut. cut. And then um, and then I was like, oh, man, my hair is going to be so, like, I'm going to have an afro. And, so, <laughs> and that, <laughs> and my boyfriend was, nah, that's not really what's going to happen for you, but you know, I'll let you figure that out. And I was like, yeah, he shot on my dreams. I was like, I'm going to have an afro. I'm going to be like Angela Davis. It's going to be great. That is not. Like, no, no. girl. That's not how no, this works. that's not the hair that I, no, it's not. And, you know, I hadn't seen my hair since I was a kid. Like, I don't, I don't remember what it was like. Right. And even, even if right. it was, it's not like I had my hair out. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a black girl. I had the braids and the, you know, the, um, Bolitas, that's what we call them. I don't know the balls in English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, the style yeah. that I always had. So it's not like I knew what my hair was like loose, you know? And right. uh, yeah, so my hair was so, curly. And I was disappointed. Okay. <laughs> so so if, I, if I'm sharing mine, um, I remember my first perm was before I went into sixth grade. So I was transitioning like that summer before mm-hmm. heading into. Um, to sixth grade into middle school and it's so funny to me because in my head my perception of what my hair was going to be after this perm and the reality of what happened was two completely different <laughs> things like in my head I was going to be like you Tanya and I I was going to have my hair it was going to be flowing and it was going to be long and luscious and gorgeous and I too I too had to fight with my mom about getting it because she did not want to give me a perm but I feel like once she finally realized like she's going to middle school all her friends are doing it she really wants it um we're gonna go ahead and do it but what I did not know was that she didn't leave it in long enough to really like (laughs) do too much because I feel like she didn't want to do it in the first place so I had the kind of hair that was kind of like, I don't even want to, it's kind of like helmet hair, sure. kind of. Like, like <laughs> it's the joint where you put the headband in it and you pull the headband just up just a little bit so you have a little bump. Oh, bump. But the rest of the hair kind of like <laughs> sits up. 
And like, I thought I was hot shit, yo. I really did. I thought I was some hot shit. And I remember very clearly um, going to school and, you know, thinking I was cool and then having to wear this headband. But the thing is, I had not worn headbands before. And I forgot or I, I learned very quickly that they're like those pressure points that the headbands <laughs> hit behind the ears. <laughs> so my ass is sitting here like trying to be cute. My head fucking hurt like hell because I was out here wearing headbands when it wasn't something that... I was normally used to and because of the fact that my hair wasn't flowing how I thought it was going to flow it just did not meet my expectations of what permed hair was supposed to be and I know I was very very disheartened because I didn't think that I was pretty and I didn't think that I was uh, you know as cute as the other girls were because of the fact that my hair didn't move like their hair did. So, um, so that was pretty difficult mm-hmm. to handle, but I ended up, I mean, I ended up from, from sixth grade on to my senior year in high school, I was getting my hair permed, going to the hair salon with my mom every like three to four weeks and getting my hair permed and then having to worry about not scratching my head before going in to get the perm because I didn't want it to Ooh. burn, having, having stabs on your scalp. Yes. Patting your head like a fucking monkey like it was so bad and what like, a time and like, <laughs> right and then having like having scabs mm. on your scalp or or worrying about the fact that the perm has been in there for too long so it's like burning mm. your hair like it's it really is and I think um the thing that did it for me was my senior year it was, it was I was getting ready for prom and I had this vision again you know as we all do of what we our hair is gonna look like and um, I remember going and wanting my hair a certain way, but the hairstylist was just like, oh, well, after it was all said and done, and it did not look like I wanted it. She was like, oh, you didn't tell me that this is how you wanted it. I was like, bitch, I came in here with a picture. Like, I said, this is what I want. How, how is it possible that you could think of anything different? And that's when my contentious relationship, I think, with hairdressers started. Um, but... I just remember getting a really bad perm and I had like a chunk, like the middle of my head. I had like this really like sore spot that had scabbed because um, she had like scratched my head when she was putting the the perm in. Yeah. And after that, I was just like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not, I refuse. So I got to college. Um, I went, to yeah to to college went you know two fought two hours from home philly temple <laughs> and um i i i honestly i just started like i would braid my hair so like raymond was saying like i braided my hair because it was the easiest option i didn't have to worry about maintaining my hair uh every day or every couple weeks having to go get it done because you could put your braids in and leave that shit in for like three months like washing it maintaining it you could keep it in for at least three months before having to do anything and then going in one weekend getting it done sitting down for eight or nine hours to get your hair braided um but yeah so then I think my the summer between my freshman year and my sophomore year I did the big chop I cut all my hair off I was going through some shit too um which I I feel like is honestly like the vein where a lot of women black women cut their hair off is there there are life changes happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) there are revelations Mm -hmm. happening and you know you just have to shed the weight of your hair and I I did that I cut my hair off and I kid you not I got the most attention in my life from when I cut my hair off like I don't I I don't know if it was because people could actually see my face Mm -hmm. But like, I, I just, it was one of the most interesting experiences to watch how men interacted with me after my hair was chopped off, which was completely contrary to what I thought would happen because my mindset had always been that you have to have long hair and flowy hair for you to seem attractive to the opposite sex. So it was interesting, an interesting dynamic to try to like deal with that, um, that new shift. Mm-hmm. But all that to say that doing that was probably one of the best things I think that I ever did, which is cutting it all off. And it sounds from your stories as well that the transition for y'all came after you 
you cut your hair. Like shit was just like, oh wow. Understanding that those aspects of our relationships with our hair as far as getting the perms, what do you think your current relationship is with your hair? I I struggle with my hair just because like it gets on my nerves. Like <laughs> so I'm one of those people like it'll grow and grow and people love my hair and I'm just like uh, I'm bored with it, I'm over it, I'm ready to cut it off again. Um but having said all that, I am never gonna go back to a relaxer because all that mm-hmm. stuff that you mentioned about how like you had to not worry about not scratching your head and sitting in the salon for X amount of hours and having the burns. I don't miss any of that. <laughs> like, right. I, I don't care how annoyed I get with my hair. I am never going to go back to sitting in the salon for however long and having them slap that chemical on my head. I'm just not going to do it. Now, to some people, um, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. I'm not judging them, but it's not for me. Right. But I think I have a better relationship with my hair now because I do know what I need to do for it, what it needs, um, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I don't think it's diff. I don't think any hair is difficult. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think people make it more difficult than it needs to be because basically mm-hmm. you need to cleanse, you need to condition, you need to style. Like all of these people who are like you know the rice water and whatever the monistat was a thing for a while people are tra- like all the trends that people chase on youtube because wait i'm sorry Stop. Did you monistat? yes monistat was a thing a few years ago monistat yes. as in and stuff yeah what yes <laughs> how did i yeah <laughs> Yo, okay, we'll talk about this a little bit later mm-hmm. on, but I had no fucking idea that people, yeah, because that people chase trends in their hair. <laughs> what is it supposed to do? Grow your hair? I don't know. I never did it. <laughs> the fuck? Wow. Yes. Okay. So, okay. sorry. Continue. Generally, I think I do have a good relationship with my hair. It's just like I get bored with it, and I want to just cut it off. Um, when it gets to a certain length, I also want to cut it off because I am team no long hair. Um, ever again I don't that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that it's gonna be super short um but I like if it gets to bra strap length or whatever I'm cutting it like and it doesn't take very long for me to get there um past shoulder length I'm cutting it because I can't <laughs> it's just once I start using like half a bottle of conditioner with every wash that means I have too much hair so it's time to cut it off um and that's generally just to make my life easier. Not that, you know, I just, I'm just not interested in having very long hair um, ever again, really. Some people never got to that point. So that's a goal for them. For me, it's not because I've had pretty much, I've had long hair pretty much all my life, um, except for when I cut it. And then it grows back almost immediately. <laughs> so within a year, I'll have, you know, past shoulder length hair if I cut it all the way down. Um, so I'm not that's not for me so I just do now my relationship with my hair is what's going to make my life easiest and um, what I can and not be bored at the same time so that that's my thing with my hair because you know okay. I don't care about it I'll be honest with you no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we care but not, yeah, in, not, not in, a, in the sense, in the of, sense as, of having as serious yeah, like having hair goals or anything sense. like that I'm not that person. Okay. Like, that's good. Okay, all right. Um, what about you, Rayma? What is your what What's your current relationship with your hair? Um, you know, I I feel like I haven't thought about it in so long. Um, mm-hmm. which is, I think that's where I wanted it to be. When so, okay. you know, I'm like on the opposite end of the spectrum from Tiana. Like mm-hmm. long hair was like a dream because mm-hmm. you know when I had a like even though the first day I got the relaxer and I felt like I was hot shit, I think mm-hmm. I remember coming home and my mother was disappointed with the way it turned out. So that was like the very first instance of of a relaxer disappointing me and not you know like giving me what I wanted which was long Mm -hmm. flowing beautiful hair (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. right and so and so when I had locks I really liked having locks after I got past the 
terrible, ugly phase, I guess, which is when your hair is actually learning to lack. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, like, it was cool. Like, I had long hair, but it also started becoming a hassle because I guess, I don't know, maybe I need to start Googling shit before I decide what to do with my hair because, <laughs> because I didn't realize that locks were so labor-intensive, you know, like, twisting mm. and the retwisting. And mm-hmm. I remember I, I used to have this girl twist my hair and then she had graduated or she was unavailable and I tried to do it myself. And this freaking mm. asshole guy, he took one look at me and he was like, are you okay? Like, what? because of the way that I tried to twist my hair, I looked like Aww. I had, I looked like I had an Afro puff with dreads at the end. Horrific. <laughs> and <laughs> so learning curve yeah exactly because you know i got really good at twisting my hair i could do Mm -hmm. early fries and the roller sets and blah 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 um Mm -hmm. and you know like i think i had finally accomplished my dream of having the long hair in the only way that my hair could do Mm -hmm. that was cool you know and then um i started having scalp issues with like dryness and flakiness It was very Mm. frustrating because literally every weekend I'd have to wash my hair, twist it Mm. and dry it. And it was just, it was too much. Um, And then, and so for our listeners who do not have hair like our hair, just for clarity, we don't necessarily have to wash our hair every day. If we wash our hair every day, our hair will fucking fall out. Black people, those of the the melanated (laughs) uh, additions um we we don't have to do that so if you hear us saying okay we we haven't washed our hair you know washing it every week or whatever that doesn't mean that we're dirty it just means that our hair doesn't require being washed every fucking day so just wanted to share that sorry go ahead um so yeah so now i felt like i was trapped in washing my hair every weekend and it took up you know, at least three hours of my day, which is not a lot compared to what some other women have to do, but that's a lot for me. <laughs> and, right. and so actually you guys had been encouraging me, especially Tiana, to just chop it off. And I was like, I don't know. My face without hair is going to be weird. I have a big head and blah, blah, blah. And then... You have a big head to me, so... <laughs> And then 2016, like, it was funny because I knew I was turning 30, and I was like, oh, it's going to be an interesting year because I knew I was going to grad school, but then other things happened, and mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? F it. And so I took the scissors, and I cut them off, and then I went to the barber, and I got a fade. That shit was tight, yo. <laughs> yo, I remember it was when, so you, dope. when you sent us... Right when I remember when you sent us in the group chat the picture <laughs> of your hair and was it was it yes. group chat or was it, yes. it to me okay yeah and I went the fuck <laughs> off I was like yes bitch, your hair looks amazing I was so fucking look I I'm an advocate for for chopping all yes. my hair off because I feel like when once that shit happens a lot of shit starts to shift yes. in your life. Because um, a lot of stuff is tied, I very much believe, to the energy in our hair and, and all of that. So, and then the, the thing is, you over here talking about some, oh, I don't know if I'm going to look cute. Cheekbones popping, <laughs> eyes popping. Like, I, I was so fucking excited about how amazing you looked with this chop. Same thing with Ty. Like, when you cut your hat, that, oh my God, he, look. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind because I feel like we don't give us ourselves enough credit when it comes to the beauty in ourselves mm-hmm. when we shift and change. Yes, our I absolutely agree. And it's funny because, you know, this could go a whole lot deeper in terms of like body issues and, you know, society. But I remember like, even though like I got this fade, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, hey, cutie, like that has never <laughs> ever happened in my entire life and I remember that I was like yo and I'm not even that I was never that person like you know I I know people who cut their locks off and they're like I'm releasing energy and blah 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 and it was never like that for me so 
shift was wild. That's interesting. And and you said going deeper because we actually are gonna dive just scoop <laughs> bitch a bit uh deeper into this. But I'm curious, um, in today's society and with the natural hair movement being as big and powerful as it is, do you or have you experienced any type of pressure about how you wear your hair or how you maintain your hair? I haven't. And I think it's because for me, because my hair is curly. And I think that's the only reason Mm -hmm. why I maybe haven't really had any pressure. I haven't felt, I go Mm -hmm. to my interviews with my hair the way it is. I have Mm -hmm. never felt the need to straighten my hair for an interview or braid it or put it in a bun or anything like that. Um, I have never felt the need to make my hair smaller (laughs) at work Mm -hmm. to make people comfortable. And uh, (laughs) even when I moved out here to Denver, which you would think would be more of a uh, issue because I mean, Mm -hmm. Denver is, is, it is, it's a very white state, Uh, but I have never had anybody tell me anything about my hair or anything. Uh, Even from black people, because I guess they the most comments that I've gotten from anyone really have been from black people, uh, but no one's told me anything about my hair, but I think it's because of the texture that I have. My hair is multi-textured. It's mostly curly. Um, what you will see when I do it is curls. Uh, it does, I don't have an afro to my endless, endless annoyance. I'm so mad about it. I'm still mad. It's been 10 years. Uh, Over 10 years, I'm still mad that my hair does not grow up and out. That is not the case that I have. Hey, everyone laughs when I say this, but like I truly have always wanted a fro and it didn't happen for me. Um, And I had to come to terms with that. (laughs) Your hair is beautiful. I'm just letting you know. But Uh, uh, so, go uh, ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just uh, gonna ask whether or not that thought process permeated or or connected with you, uh, Rayma, with not really having uh, the pressure of of society and how this natural hair movement is uh, is moving. So, it's not so much pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess the two things that I've noticed are like, I so my hair currently is purple <laughs> um the top of my hair is purple um the sides are just low cut and they're black um i have a co-worker who when i first started at my job she had braids in and they were like um like box braids with a little bit of blue in them and then she actually approached me about cutting her hair and i was like yes bitch do it <laughs> and then she showed up one Monday with a bald head and I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, like you, I have the same energy whenever someone cuts their hair. Yes. Um, like we were kind of on similar paths. Like she was like, I want to dye my hair platinum blonde. And I was like, I want to dye my hair purple. And our boss, who was also a black woman, she was like, you're accountants. And we're like, like the fuck that mean like and um so that was the only thing and um i've actually contemplated dyeing my hair a different color which i will not reveal until i actually do it but very (laughs) hesitant because it's it's a lighter color and i'm like i don't know like i feel like my job is cool with it but like i honestly feel like dyeing my hair a different color that's not on a darker spectrum and closer to black might be pushing it a little bit so that's one thing. The other thing that I've encountered is um, when, like, briefly when I when I was on uh, dating sites like OkCupid and whatever, um, I would get a few comments here and there about the length of my hair. One guy, he, we were actually chatting. We had just like exchanged numbers, and he was like, "Get a wig," and I was like, "Okay, fuck you." And he was like, "I was just what? joking," and blah blah blah. And wow. I was like, "Nah, I'm good." goodbye and then another guy we were talking about um meeting and i forgot what he said he was like oh i had shown him like you know you do the whole garbage ass picture exchange because apparently you have to be judged on your body which is really what men want to do before they meet you anyway Mm-hmm. So I like another yes. Episode. I sent him a like a little like a sampling of pictures of what I've looked like in the past years, and so um, 
one of those pictures or some of those pictures included longer hair and he was like okay but you gotta wear your hair longer and I was like okay so am I supposed to grow my hair overnight like you know I've, I've encountered a few like not really a lot but you know a little bit of you know like having short hair is not ideal but Personally, I don't give a fuck. So right. I have to yeah. say about that. That's um, well, and I mean that's also tied into the whole societal uh, view that longer hair is more appealing or attractive than shorter hair is, or or that our femininity is tied to the length of our mm-hmm. hair. And again, I think that we could go, oh my gosh, yeah. deep, deep, deep into this, but it really, really is more empowering. I think now of late of women basically just lifting each other up and being like, I. Love love your hair this way or that way whatever the fuck way you want to wear it it's your hair on your head grows from you you decide you want to do something with it great um i think that it definitely is more appealing or attractive to women if you know if that's if you're in a hetero relationship or whatever um and your mate says that they support you however you wear your hair like i think when i met my husband my hair was was my hair short I can't remember if it was short or not. Um, I think it was, uh, I think, right. It was like 2005. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's been a minute. But no, I'm, I'm pretty sure my hair was short. But like all the women in his family wear their hair short. And he loved it when I had my hair short, short. Like when I cut it really short. But then he can also appreciate the fact that some, t- some days I want to wear it long. So I'll slap a wig, weave, uh, crochet something in my hair. And he'd be like, yo, you look good. So I, I just, I think it's, it's really great when we have people who can support us in the image that we feel more comfortable with the versatility that we have as black women with our hair is it's something that is a gift and I think that that we are literally one of the most expressive and creative individual group of people because of the fact that we are able to express ourselves so amazingly with however the fuck we want to wear our hair so if we want to dye it we can do that if we want to fade it up we could do it if we want to have like hair down our back and then one day and then decide hey tomorrow you know what i want to wear my fro out i'm gonna do that so um except for uh, me look look let me tell you what there, there's always there's always these uh sites that have it so you could i, I, I mean you grow from your hair but if you want to go ahead you should do it go ahead and do it stop playing these games just do it because i can't tell you honestly how much hair i have in my closet um, <laughs> when it comes to wanting to to wear my hair like this past week i had my hair in what um, this guy was passing me the other day and he's like your hair looks like cotton candy it's amazing and I'm like oh thank you <laughs> so it's like this big blondish bluish greenish wig that I dyed and I I love it it's huge you know but then I decided that you know I'm going into this next week I don't want to wear it anymore so I have different hair I could wear my hair out in my fro and honestly it grows longer when I'm not doing anything with it so when it's tucked in a protective style the growth is ridiculous but I think that for a very long time even when I was younger growing up my image of what was beautiful was long loose wave Mm -hmm. hair like and that was what I saw that was what I I internalized when it came to my mom doing my hair or seeing other people's hair or what they said was pretty the boys liked the girls with the with the loose curly hair I thought that they were prettier and then you know coming into I mean we could also talk about that but this will be another episode like darker skin versus lighter skin and all that other stuff so texturism and colorism in our communities are definitely things that shape I think the vision of what we have or how we see ourselves as women and it's difficult as shit, but I think it's also very empowering when we get to the point where, like Rayma said, you're like, fuck it, mm-hmm. you know, or even Tiana, you're like, I don't care. Like, my hair is the way it is, and it mm-hmm. is what it is. I've gone on interviews and, and thought the same thing. I've worn my hair smaller because I think that even in this day and age, people are scared when it comes to seeing someone who, like, if I walked into an interview with my hair, like, I've had it this mm-hmm. past week, I don't, I, and it was, if it wasn't for a creative company or something, Thing like that I'm almost 100% sure that the perception of me would be way different than if somebody else came in with straight hair or very neat quote-unquote hair mm-hmm. and and I and I do think about that like I do think about that when um, I'm going to spaces where people have never met mm-hmm. me before um, and I am trying to get into that space of not giving a fuck 
Like y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the older I get, the less I care. Like I'm not mm-hmm. here. Non-melanated folks comfortable. <laughs> um, like I'm not going to make myself smaller, make my hair smaller, be because their perception is not me. It's your perception. So right. uh, at this point of my life, um, I'm getting closer mm-hmm. to 40. I do not care. So uh, I think when I was younger, that was definitely not the case. Uh, I would definitely have more thoughts about, you know, how are people going to think of me? You know, am I going to be perceived Mm -hmm. as this aggressive black woman with this big hair? You know, Mm -hmm. those are things that I might have thought about uh, when I first Mm -hmm. went natural 10 years ago when I was younger. But now I'm older and I'm not here to make you comfortable. So your perception is, is your perception. It's not me. So, right. Uh, so I don't right. usually have this problem, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I do think it's because, and like I said before, I I do think it's because I don't have an afro. My hair grows down; it mm-hmm. doesn't grow out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And like you talked about texturism and stuff like that, because when we first met, we were all blogging. Yes. And, um, yes. <laughs> And I think I probably had the opportunity to take my blog into the whole hair blogger thing. Mm-hmm. I probably could have mm-hmm. taken mm-hmm. it there. Um, mm-hmm. I chose not to because mm-hmm. I felt like people with my hair texture were being represented a lot and people mm-hmm. who had maybe your hair texture or Raymond's hair texture weren't. So I felt like I didn't need to add mm-hmm. my voice to this. Um, okay. because we needed more people who look like y'all who have more hair more like y'all I should say um, I don't believe right. in hair typing so you're not going to catch me with these uh, four whatevers because I don't know what that means oh my gosh <laughs> yes the 4C, yeah. 3C, AB WSYC it tells you nothing it tells you nothing nothing Yeah. so I'm 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 not, I'm definitely not yeah. into that. I think I think subs- if you subscribe to that, then you know, good for you, and that's great. But I know myself personally, it was something that I just think was another thing to try and classify mm-hmm. us or try exactly. to to label us or define us by by mm-hmm. hair types. Um, and again, for those who don't know, um, there are, and you could Google this because good sis Google is there for you to, to ask questions and get answers. Um, but there is something called, um, was it, it's hair labeling or the hair, hair typing whatever. or something? It yeah, your hair, like your hair type. So, or something like that. Yeah, and under each one, there's like a, you know, 4A, 4B, 4C. So it's like the coarser, uh, quote unquote coarser hair versus the looser curls and so you're defined by the your hair type falls into one of however many categories and I don't think I've ever been one to subscribe to it because again like I said I feel like it's another thing that just um, is is created to label us and to put us in categories and honestly to make other people feel bad because if you're over here like oh I don't have four C hair and I'm over here with this like 3A like it, it's horrible I just I just it it's tiresome mm-hmm. and, and, and it's not something that I think is um, conducive or productive to our hair images um, and just from what we're talking about I'm assuming that all of us believe in the texturism like our experiences have all lent to the fact that texturism is mm-hmm. real um, and that it's not something that uh, I don't think it's productive like texturism colorism like I just I don't think it is productive for us um, in the video that uh, the refinery 29 video that you shared Tiana the, the first young woman said that texturism is something that wasn't created by us by our community um, but it's something that we've perpetuated and and it's it's sad and it sucks. Um, but I think that we have an opportunity to shift it um, definitely now with the natural hair movement being as strong as it is and people talking more about um, their hair and um, their images and views about it. Now, both of you, um, like myself, are mothers. Um, 
And I'm curious uh, to ask, what do you think your child's relationship is with their hair? And do you think that they've received any type of pressures around their hair or their texture or any labeling, I guess, around their hair or hair texture? So I have a daughter. He has a lot of hair. I, <laughs> I make sure that I tell her that her hair is beautiful. Sometimes her, her grandmother does her hair and sometimes some other people in or circle do her hair and sometimes I'm doing her hair. Whenever I'm doing it, mm-hmm. I make sure that I talk about um, like her hair being beautiful and also explain like sometimes, you know, like when I'm combing it out, I just say matter of fact, factly, your hair gets a little curly at the end. So it's a little bit harder to comb out. And I make sure I tell her like I hold the hair. So I cause you as little pain as possible. And I just try to make it a positive experience for her. And I talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, when you get older, you can learn to do your hair yourself. And um, uh, because the other people that do her hair, they tend to braid it a lot. She's learned Mm -hmm. to take that out herself. Um, Mm -hmm. Like not braids with weeds, but just braid her own hair. Um, She learned to take that out herself. And I, I tell her, you know, that's really great. You can do that. But when you get older, you can also learn to do your own hair and, Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I don't make it a big thing. Um, uh, the other day, I like we were supposed to go out and our plans were kind of sh- shifting a little bit and she had already taken out her hair. And so it was a little, mm-hmm. it had, you know, like the little kinky wave because it was previously in braids. And so I let her, I put like two little buns in the front and I let her wear out the back. Um, and she liked it. And mm-hmm. I forgot to take a picture, which made me sad, but uh, <laughs> I liked it. And I'm like, as she gets older and she's more capable of managing her hair, I want to have her play an active role in it and hopefully move her away from always having her hair braided because I feel like that puts a lot of strain on her edges. Right. And just have her, like, just have it be a part of her and not something that, like, like takes a bigger share of defining her being and her her way of looking at herself than it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. Ty? Well, I have a son and uh, mm-hmm. he looks just like his father. So I wanted him. <laughs> Down to the shape of his head. It's crazy. I Yo, wanted him yeah. to keep his curly hair because it's the only thing that I could see of me on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did have long hair for uh, until he was about almost two, almost three, uh, and that mm-hmm. wasn't so much about him having curly hair, about but more like little boys, particularly black boys, when they go get that first haircut, you know, they look so much older. Um, yeah. So I wanted him to still look like a little boy, so he had long hair, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. as he got older, his haircuts would keep some of his curls. So. And mm. that was more for me again, so I could see mm. more of him and um, more of me in him because he, like I said, he looks just like mm-hmm. his father. But then he got old mm-hmm. enough to want to have an opinion on his haircut. So one day he came to me and said, Mommy, I would like a flat haircut. And for him, that means like a fade. He didn't want to have any curls on top. And, mm. you know, I was sad because that was the last part of me. <laughs> Uh-oh. girl you're still in there I know um, so but no I don't think he really feels any pressure necessarily because he's a kid so he wanted to look mm-hmm. like his dad he wanted to look like his friends um, his other friends who are black like him he wanted to look like mm-hmm. them and they all have what he calls flat haircuts so you know that was hard for me uh, because mm-hmm. I felt like you know I carried this child and you look just like your father but that's my own personal issue again. Again. <laughs> so, yes, now he goes, he gets his flat haircut, and he looks just like his daddy. Um, and, you know, I had to come to terms with that. But I don't think it was any pressure necessarily about his hair texture or anything like that, except for um, there was one time that a woman tried to pick up James and asked him if he wanted to have another mixed child or something like that. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. 
And I was like, why why would they think he was next? <laughs> so many things to say. So <laughs> many things. That is hilarious. What the fuck? I was like, why would you think he was next? And I think it was because his hair is curly. Um, but he's dark, so like you do realize he very that... obviously has two brown parents. I don't know. Gosh. I don't know. I mean, we. Ugh. I don't know if it would have been different if I had a daughter, um, uh, because uh, I have a niece and she stays mm-hmm. braids and beaded out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't really have any other styles. <laughs> it's braids, beads. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. I think I'm kind of old fashioned in that sense, like uh, old fashioned and West Indian, Rama, in the sense that we all, you know, little girls should not have their hair out <laughs> yeah so, there's that I don't have a problem with her ba- her beads or her braids um, she does I think feel some pressure because she has told me that she would like her hair to be like her mother's or my hair because her hair is uh, it's not really I guess it is a bit kinkier texture but her hair is very fine um, which mm-hmm. is something that runs in our family. I have a lot. Of, I mean, my hair is fine too. It's just it's dense, so I tend to look mm-hmm. like I have more hair than the rest of the women in my family who do have very very fine hair. Mm-hmm. My sister's hair is very fine with a very loose curl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I would not want to have my sister's hair. I told Raymond this, and she was like, "Why?" <laughs> I was like, "You breathe on her hair, and it's straight." <laughs> it's just like I can't. It's like. Your hair don't do nothing. It don't do anything. It's just like, I can't, I can't. Like, you pull on it too hard and it stays straight. And it's just like, why? <laughs> like, girl, can we get the curls back into formation? Um, oh my gosh. And I, I'm sure there's a million people out there who would love to have the same hair texture that my sister has. Very fine, very loose hair. Um, But not me. <laughs> you want your curls? <laughs> You want your fro, right? You want your fro. (laughs) Well, it's um, for me, I mean, I have two boys as well. And it's very interesting because my, so of course, you know, my people are from Ghana. And so we just have had the tighter curled hair. And so fro life is, is our life right now. But my firstborn is like my twin. He looks like me. His hair is my hair type and for a long time on the top he had all this curly hair which was interesting because I think I was like that comes from your daddy's side and and Serrano is fairer much fairer and the women in his family all like I said before wear their hair short but they all have kind of loose pattern or textured hair and so he had these curls on top of his head and I like you, Tiana was just like, I don't want to cut his hair yet because what? when we cut his hair, he's going to look like a grown little boy and I don't want yes. that. I want to stay my baby. And so we actually didn't cut his hair, that, that part of his hair off until I'd had my second. And like literally the week that we had uh, Jojo Serrano cut and wear his hair. And, and it was just like a, a huge difference. I was like, oh my God, my baby. Yeah. So with my youngest though, and y'all have seen pictures, he, he his hair is very curly, but it's also like he has a little fro, but it's very curl. And so I, and it's longer than his brother's mm-hmm. was at his age. So I've had to, at times, you know, he, his hair, our hair, man, catches lint like it, <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking like fly mm-hmm. paper. Like it just traps lint like. So I always have to sit with him and then kind of, you know, wash his hair, moisturize it, and then slowly wide tooth comb it out so that he's not screaming his head off. Usually have to put on like bubble guppies or something on the TV just to keep him occupied. Once I've combed out his hair, I decided that, you know, okay, you know what, let me go ahead and plait it down. So I actually did two like flat twists on the sides of his head and it was neat and I didn't have to worry about it worry about combing it every day when we went out and I remember my mom I was on FaceTime with my mom and she was like what did you do to this <laughs> because there is this whole thing I think too about little boys and having their hair plaited or or braided in any type of way and there's like a, a 
concept. I had a, a friend of mine say, oh, baby thug. And I got really upset because I don't want that perception given to my child. His hair could be out in a fro and somebody's going to say something about it. It could be plaited and somebody's going to say something about it. Keep your opinions. Out. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it's interesting because now my oldest son doesn't want to get his hair cut anymore. He wants his hair to grow out so that he can he can be like his brother and have his hair braided down like his brother. So I, I think that it's very interesting right now and I and it's I think it's more so just again like a brother thing like they he likes to have them wear the same outfits he likes them to do the same thing so I think it's more about that than it is any commentary about his brother's hair Mm -hmm. um and I would like to keep it like that I don't know when we're gonna cut Jojo's hair I don't know you know when it's gonna come but at some point it will um but I also don't want my my children to feel any type of way about their hair. Um, when it comes to my hair, they've literally seen my hair go through so many different stages that at this point, you know, he just, the, the my oldest says, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one. Oh, that's very pretty. I've never heard him say, I don't like your hair or you should change it back to, to whatever it is. And I think that also comes from the fact that his father is very uh, verbal when it comes to complimenting me on my hair and, and my styles. So um, as long as I can make sure that they understand, again, that their hair is great, um, and but that also they're not kind of trying to define, I mean, they're babies. So again, this is probably moot. Um, <laughs> but when they get older, I don't want to have them tied into believing that that a, women, a woman's... Uh, um, self or worth is tied into how her hair looks and um, I think that Serrano's parents or um, the women in his family have done a good job by that by you know having the short hair and still being strong powerful amazing you know attractive women so that when he came to me and was just like Ooh, I like the short hair I'm like oh, okay I know why because of the fact that you've got a family full of women who are amazing but they also wear their hair short so um yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that that definitely we we can do a better job um, as mothers and as as women of color um, to kind of show our little ones that you know you can wear your hair however you want and nobody should make you feel bad about the tightness of your coils or the looseness of your curls. Um, it's all kind of relative um, to the person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, so I want us to go on longer, but I definitely have got to wrap it up because this could be like a five hour. It could. (laughs) Um, and I would love honestly to have you ladies back, um, for us to talk things uh, a little bit more, um, because I've got a ton of other questions that just came up to me as we were talking. So we definitely will have to do another episode, um, about our crowns. Um, but what I wanted to do is as we get ready to wrap up every episode, I ask my guests what they believe their tribe power is. And your tribe power is basically what you bring to the tribe that makes it bigger, better, stronger, and more amazing. Every episode, I say my tribe power is connection. My tribe power allows me to bring people together, allow connections to happen outside of myself and it just lends to the growth of the tribe that way what do you think your tribe powers are well I would say mine is just being kind of even keel because when you have a tribe there are lots of different personalities so Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I am a neutral sort of person so that everyone can kind of get along you have your opinion Mm -hmm. they have their opinion but you know, I can smooth things out and also yes, Switzerland. Yeah. And give people, uh, but I also give people the truth <laughs> as Raymond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, while I am very even killed and, you know, very uh, easy to get along with, I'm also going to give you the truth. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's a power that I bring to my tribes of women and my family mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you the truth, but at the same time, I'm easy to get along with. Amen. Okay. Yes. Rayma? I would say mine is a mix of humor and healing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we co-signed. Okay. Clearly. 
Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm like, I have the ridiculous thoughts and the out there comments flavored with flavorful language. But, you know, I think that even before I started my mental health counseling program, I was always a person that was very open about human suffering and, you know, the healing that a lot of us need from our various traumas and, you know, whatever happened in our childhood and even as an adult, we need to heal. So that's my thing. And I honestly co-sign both of y'all's tribe powers because they are true to you and definitely aspects of yourselves that you pour into the tribe. So I am grateful to be a part of y'all's tribes and to receive your tribe powers as they are. And I am just really, really happy. Gosh, it's been freaking years. (laughs) We We met literally, Tiana said we met on a blogging site that is it still up i'm pretty sure it's i don't know if it's gone or not (laughs) but 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 years ago and it it was years before we actually all met in Mm -hmm. person and the fact that we are still friends and still a part of each other's lives is so amazing and and really just makes me so happy and grateful for y'all so ty thank you for sharing the video both of y'all thank you so much for just taking the time out we finally made this happen it was fun um you know yes and i definitely want us to do this again so you all out there will definitely hear these two amazing women back on the tribe talks so uh to wrap it up if y'all are not already following us make sure you are following the tribe talks on facebook instagram and twitter at the tribe talks if you have anything you want to share with the tribe please email us at the tribe talks at gmail.com and we'll see y'all next week peace